0: happy friday dan wow (laughs) it's finally friday (laughs) i know (laughs) oh and boy are my arms tired (laughs) what yeah you know (laughs) Yeah, God, I wish we are recording this thing early. Yeah. Doesn't even have the normal Wednesday feel to it. I know.
1: It's Tuesday. Man, I just got very comfortable. You sure? Uh I sunk a little bit too low into the couch, and
0: it feels great. Feels (laughs) so good. He has the posture of uh, somebody riding a long armed Harley (laughs) right now. (laughs) We
1: decided we're covering a restaurant that's been around for a long time. Mm And we're just going to put it out for everybody today. But we're still going to treat it like a regular Tower Club episode. Sure. That means no editing. <laughs> Lucy and Goosey. Uh-huh. That's right. Um, and we're going to break kayfabe. That's uh-huh. right. Going behind the scenes of the
0: podcast. Oh, yes. It's, it, it, <laughs> it, and what a joy for the non-Tower Club epi- mm-hmm. uh, listeners to uh, hear Andy. Oh, man. What, what what you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, hey, I worked hey, today. uh... What's what been behind your kayfabe?
1: <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> uh, I uh, did not do anything that would require a breaking kayfabe to talk about the past mm. couple mm. episodes.
0: I believe you did, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I did. But, but how you been, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I guess we'll just... <laughs> I've been pretty
1: good, I guess. Uh, you know, it's only Tuesday. The episode came out today with mm-hmm. Katie Cole. Just listen to, to it good. today, yeah. too. Listen to it whenever it's, it dropped. It's Loved really it. fun. Such what a, a fun episode. episode. Also, no edits on that episode either. Oh, yeah. Just one. One thing where I messed something up, <laughs> said a bad word, uh-huh. and reset it, and that was it. <laughs> Smooth as butter. Only thing that got cut the whole time. She's a good speaker. Oh, yeah.
0: It was great. You were a a fantastic, 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 fantastic editor, Andy. You know, can I just tell you, like, I'll listen back to the episodes and just I'll I'll think it was a no edit, and then you'll tell me (laughs) it was a heavy edit.
1: (laughs) I will send it. I'll send you a screen cap. I've done that before when there's Uh literally like two hundred
0: edits. It's, In you know, an episode, it's yeah, uh, you're, you're 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 doing it for the people, and 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 they just don't even know. Yep, and that's the mark of a good editor, Andy. Sure is. Anyway, really love that episode, uh-huh. Katie
1: Cole. What a good guest. We're having these guests on, and I keep thinking, man, would love to bring them
0: back, but we can't. <laughs> There's no time for people to come back. (laughs) There really isn't. Most of our guests planned are just people we've really wanted to have on and then people who are trying to get back. Yeah. But from here forward, there's no more getting back. Like anybody who's been on in at least the last month or two, you're not coming back. Yeah. You're not coming back. I'm sorry. I I did realize that in terms of getting
1: on this podcast, beggars can be choosers Uh because we've just been letting anyone that wants to come on
0: who's in the Tower Club. Come on, maybe all we have to do is ask. Maybe for say uh, the second or third to last episode, we we just let as many people come on as we <laughs> to. Just put a, put a call out. Yeah, email everyone we've ever had. I'm talking Randy Santel. <laughs> I'm talking Kenny DeForest, who mm-hmm. lives in LA. <laughs> Everyone's getting the email. That would be great. I would love that. We got 16
1: channels. Unfortunately, I only have six microphones, mm-hmm. and one of them's really bad. Mm-hmm. It's got a little red it's, brownie it face it on does, it. It has the brownie <laughs> face sticker on it. I frankly don't know why it's around. <laughs> I don't know. I guess sometime we will have to. In have case we six have guests. a bad guest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> In case we have a bad guest and need to give him a bad mic. We've got a five guest episode coming up uh, next week, which should be fun. A, a tin hander, mm-hmm. if you will. <laughs> a tin hander. Wow. I mean, yeah. I don't, I
0: don't want to speak. Actually, out you of you truth. asked
1: me how I was doing, uh-huh. and I'm doing great. I've had like a sustained. Pretty much 24-hour period of productivity and creativity with a six-hour mm-hmm. period of slumber in there. Not very good, because I, when I get fired up like that, I can't really sleep, which is most of the time. Sure. Um, I live fired up, baby. Oh, don't I know it. <laughs> You're 10 out of 10 all the time. I have a song I've been working up. It's an old song that I wrote with my buddy Wes. Uh, this band we were in called BH Cousins. Uh-huh. Uh, working that up for our upcoming live show. Also, worked on a bunch of stuff for the game we're going to play at the live show, which is, in fact, coming together. I think it's safe to say. This live show, I mean,
0: if nothing else, it will be our most uh, in-depth live experience our audience has ever had. That's for sure.
1: There's going to be a projector involved. Oh, yeah. In the sun. (laughs) I'm foreseeing guests. Yes, a projector pointed right at the sun, uh-huh. actually. I don't I, I don't want to give away what the game is, mm-hmm. but I, my idea is currently to have three previous guests be the contestants mm-hmm. on the game, if we, in fact, have three previous guests at the show. Typically, our live
0: audience is 50% previous guests. Yeah, that's true. And um, uh, 20% family members. And I know that some previous guests uh, are, are, you know...
1: Listening to the sh- uh-huh. to this right now. Oh wait, this isn't. This, it's on. T- it's a Tower Club episode, but it's not on Tower Club. So yeah. everybody's listening. Sure. The whole world, the whole world. <laughs> this one. So this one goes to the masses, baby. If you are a guest who's been on the show before, mm-hmm. and you are planning on coming to the show, the live show on the twenty fifth, and you want to play a game with us on stage that will require some time on the mic, but not a lot, get a hold of me and we can set it up in advance to make everything run smooth on the Ooh. day. Uh, but it's going to be really fun. I'm I'm so excited. The premise is legitimately good. It's something we yeah. can only really pull off one time mm-hmm. because of the nature of it. And it's not meta, yeah. <laughs> which is great. It's
0: just a fun game we came up with. Andy, should we go ahead and announce where we're covering?
1: I guess we could. I mean, we don't Maybe have, we have to. Should I don't pre- hate her. it.
0: Ooh, that's good. I didn't uh-huh. have a good preheat for uh-huh. this week. Of course, the preheat, uh, that's a segment that you're only going to get on the Tower Club. That's right. Uh, and it is one in which we describe the next week's restaurant in one word. Yeah, except we're going to do a one-word review. We're going
1: to do it for the live show restaurant, uh-huh. which may not air for like a month after the show. Yeah, but if you, <laughs> but if you're coming to the live show, then yeah. this is
0: just... Ooh, this must be juicing you up right now. (laughs) The preheat. That's right.
1: I've got mine. Do you have yours? You do yours. My one-word synopsis Mm. of this restaurant is
0: Mm. me. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) My one-word synopsis of the place we will be covering, April twenty-fifth, at the Royal on Cherry. And Pickwick live podcast event of the century.
1: <laughs> Our young century. guess it's not that young. You know? It's still young. Twenty, twenty-one 21 years is still young for a century.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And they still look good, too. Yeah? Really? The century. The century looking good. Looking great. Still. Yeah. I mean, 21, but look at 17. <laughs> Oh, uh, the, the, my, my one word preheat, of course, is, and I'm not still coming up with it as we speak. Classic.
1: Classic. That's great. Let's say classic. I am so excited for that show. Me too. Both the preparation of the eating to get ready for that show. I'm excited to dig into the history. Yeah, that's a lie. I don't like doing that anymore. Sure. <laughs> I'm excited to uh have that piece done. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's gonna be a great time. I'm hoping we can get one or two more in after this. We'll see what happens. Ooh. Be man. nice to do a good blowout event in June towards the end, you know. Uh-huh. The end'll just be me and you in the tower like it's like it was in the beginning, but that's we'll do one right. last one for the fans because we we live
0: to please the fans. Oh. If there's one thing that fuels me, Andy, it's the fans. But if there's one thing that fuels me even more, it's the haters.
1: <laughs>
0: I wish that were true for me. Yeah. No, I, I, I just <laughs> generally. I don't like them uh, mostly because I agree with them. <laughs> <laughs> I would say mildly irritating, uh-huh.
1: like just swatting swatting a little gnat on your arm. That's what the yeah. haters are to me. And there really aren't that many. Like if somebody goes out of their way to trash a local endeavor that is purely for
0: the love of doing it. Uh, It really is a problem with that person and not with the Endeavor itself. Calling the haters little gnats Mm -hmm. that you squash on your arm. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Remember when I had those little gnats flying around my (laughs) house all the time? yeah. Yeah.
1: Those were more than mildly annoying. Uh But just like one isolated gnat at a time, that's a hater Hater to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Smash them. Smack wow. Them. And Never look thinking at us, about him again.
0: Breaking kayfabe, Andy. Yeah. We record the show in Andy's house. What? Uh-uh. <laughs> we well, okay. record the Tower Club episodes in my house. Yeah. The Tower Club episodes yeah. of the show. Anyway, uh, what would we do on those episodes? Had, had Tim and Emily on there. Yep. Incredible Tower Club listeners. Great a- time. Awesome episode. We're recording Great a little food. bit too early in the day today to try the
1: beer that they shared with us. Mm-hmm. But uh, we also, will. I just
0: got the vaccine yesterday, Andy. Just oh got yeah, round two. Round two, and uh, I'm feeling the way people have kind of said you feel the day after getting that vaccine. So I don't, I don't know how how well a beer would hit me right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm certainly not craving one. I said, "Would you like to split one?" And you said, "No." Mm-hmm. For straight away.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got it. I'm sorry oh. you're dealing with the thing, but going to be better it gets better dan (laughs) i just want you to know it gets better
0: i think i'm on the upturn i'm here recording the podcast that that's fun what else (laughs) we do on that episode we have some characters stop by yeah i believe ronald and wendy stopped by. ah yes reprising their role from the uh fry death match uh brought them back because i i legitimately just too tired of recording the podcast during the Fry death match uh-huh. to uh, finish out their bits. So uh the that that got all finished on Tim and Emily's mm-hmm. app. That was fun. I miss when they had guests read ads. That used to be their deal. Oh yeah, yeah, this is the first time that they've been on and not had mm. guests read ads. Uh who who knows? They might make a trip back. I mean, <laughs> at this point any guest that doesn't die at the end? <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's going to stop it if you want to do it. Uh, I've, I've been having a lot of fun killing off guests. Though. <laughs> I, I, I might have to, to bring some more back that uh, should be retired anyway and just officially give them the boots. Speaking
1: of the fish and officially, mm-hmm. could you tell us about Mr. Fish? And the Cosmic Fish ads from the Springfield Brewing Company episode. I don't know. Me and my girlfriend make fun of Cosmic
0: Fish a lot at (laughs) home and say cool stuff, cool store. Uh, And I've I've definitely been in Cosmic Fish a bunch of times and uh, been chided by uh, dudes who look like me, but with uh, dreadlocks and stuff. Mm It all evolved from there, Andy. I can't explain the process. It just pours out. I
1: really enjoyed how you played with the format. (laughs) Thought it was really good. Yeah. I genuinely like that you didn't tell me, so I didn't know it was coming, which made it funnier to me. Yeah, you
0: asked me if I had a bit, and I was like, "Yeah, I got a bit. You'll, <laughs> uh, you'll see." Yeah, no, those were fun. I had nothing written down for Mister Fish, the Cosmic Fish. I knew only that he needed to die at the end, so I could read the final <laughs> ad uh, where ten percent of sales go to yeah <laughs> s- t- synthetic p sales <laughs> go to uh, the Mister Fish Foundation. <laughs> And I
1: just happened to bring up how does he feel about this <laughs> oncoming death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worked out really well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Real fun one. Boy. The, the Tower Club episodes, those are one thing. Those are real fun. Mm-hmm. But when we really hit it out of the park with a main <laughs> one, Andy, nothing feels better. I felt great after that episode. Guests we never so met happy. before. Just it's like knocking dingers out of the park.
1: <laughs> Love to knock
0: a dinger, baby. Oh, man. And it's it's been a while, truly, since I've knocked a dinger. Uh, <laughs> and to have that feeling
1: back, it just really... You know what I really like about that one? Exactly 90 minutes.
0: Ooh, yeah. Exactly 90 minutes with the history and everything. Nice. It was great. Perfect film length. Ooh, mm-hmm. you want to hear a little weird bit of serendipity, Andy? Mm-hmm. I was listening to the episode this morning, and... Maybe a couple minutes after I listened to the history segment, the the place in which I work, the fireworks stand mm. that's open year round, outdoor. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. We're we're the mask mandated up and all uh-huh. everything the, the feel like making love <laughs> played <laughs> over the loudspeaker, oh. which it's kind of weird to play in a weird. workplace. Yeah. I mean, say what you will about the fireworks industry, but we are. You know, just as professional as any place else. What was pretty funny about that was that I d- forgot to send Katie the
1: history segment, uh-huh. and you didn't, you didn't hear it, which is whatever. It uh-huh. doesn't matter. And I was like, oh, we have
0: to listen to the end, <laughs> because it's going to be really yeah. weird if we is, don't acknowledge that. Is that also bad company? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you wrapped it in the bad uh-huh. company songs. I loved the, the song picks. Uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 it was a it was a great history segment. Who
1: boy, Dan, getting pretty tired of doing those. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you'll be able to hear in the one when we when we get to the one today. Oh, yeah. I wrote three history segments today <laughs> because we are doing this episode today, and then we're recording two back to back on Sunday, uh, so that we'll have one banked, I guess. Sure. And uh, I did triple book us for that day <laughs> on accident. Yeah, that was that was something. So thank you to our guests who were kind enough to postpone uh-huh. uh one of the
0: three sets of guests that we had booked for the I, mean, I guess we could have done it. It it's not really the recording hey buddy, of three episodes. I wasn't gonna do that. It's going to all the restaurants that's yeah. tough. We got you know, we're covering this place and then we got two that we're doing uh this coming Sunday. Yep. And uh thankfully these worked out in, in, in a way where we can kind of just eat the food the day of mm-hmm. but so much freaking
1: food it's so much <laughs> it's so much anyway i wrote three history segments today and i produced one of those three the other two are shorter than this one that you're about to hear but like i finished it right as you got here that's why i was late i could feel it <laughs> the you were not that late you were, i think you were six <laughs> minutes later than the time we we said and exactly. it was about three yeah. fifteen. It's fine. There is a kind of a running theme in the song picks, Mm -hmm. but like it has nothing to do with the restaurant. Sure. (laughs) I just latched onto a theme that totally unrelated to Garbo's Pizzeria and and ran with it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, nothing wrong with that. But do we have anything else to get to before we jump into the restaurant today, Dan? I don't think so, Andy. All right. Well, let's learn a little bit right now about Garbo's Pizzeria. Garbo's.
2: Do you still want to say, Your Majesty? Yes, Arthur. We will sail. I'll tell the captain. The tide is full, and the wind is with us. The wind is with us.
1: Pam Babcock was working a retail job in the late 80s while dating a man she would later marry. Pam's eventual husband was Eric Eikemeyer, a prolific businessman whose brother Bob was involved in all of the Jay Perino restaurants, which we talked about a couple years ago. Anyway, Pam and Eric both already had children, so instead of indulging in further procreation, Pam decided that the big project for this new era of her life would be opening a restaurant. She considered doing a pub or an oyster bar, but settled on a choice with less overhead, a St. Louis-style pizzeria. The first Garbos opened in 1990 in a 750 square foot space on the northwest corner of Scenic and Republic Road in a shopping center that until recently was home to a China King location and is now home to a different Chinese place called the Walk on Scenic. Pam worked 14 hour days. She estimated about 95% of her business was delivery, and at times it could be overwhelming. Pam told the news leader in 2015, quote, I couldn't find extra help so I'd put a sign on the door that read, be back in 15 minutes to go make a delivery, unquote. Eric would finish up with his day job and then spend his evenings hooking hungry Springfieldians up with their thin crust fix. Pam came up with all the recipes on her own, and her take on St. Louis-style thin-crust pizza caught on quickly. After only a year in business, Pam opened a second Garbo's on Glenstone. That was 1991. Then, in 1992, the original Garbo's had clearly outgrown its humble space, so Pam leased a much bigger location in the newly constructed Chesterfield Village. She spent a year managing the two earlier restaurants and renovating her new, much bigger Chesterfield location, which finally opened in September 1994, and has been there ever since. The Chesterfield Garbo's is the only one left, but at one point there were four running at the same time, including one in that doomed house on the west side of the National between Walnut and St. Louis. It's come up a few times because it's been like 10 different restaurants over the last 20 years. Garbo's also had locations in Midtown and near Southern Hills. That all changed around 2010 when someone came in to modernize and streamline the business. That someone was Lane Schultz, Pam's daughter. Lane was eight years old when Garbo's first opened, and she grew up understandably disinterested in the restaurant business. Lane went to Drury and got degrees in chemistry and biology. She moved to Columbia for a job in pharmaceuticals. Eventually, she got married, had kids, returned to Springfield, and decided to refocus her life on pizza. Lane stepped in and took over the business side of Garbo's just as her mom was getting burnt out. In 2010, Garbo's had 52 employees, and was still keeping all records by hand, no computers. Lane came in and they started using computers. They also closed two locations to really focus on making the original more of a special place, a destination. 11 years later, Pam and Delane still co-own and operate Garbo's together out there in Chesterfield. Garbo's is one of the last long-running restaurants in Springfield that we've yet to cover, and that's why it's coming out as a special bonus episode for everyone on a Friday. You really should have had to pay the subscription fee to hear this if you haven't already, but we just don't have enough room left in the schedule to do Garbo's as a regular episode. So, like I've said a dozen times at this point, Dan and I are going to try and figure out why this particular pizza place has managed to stand the test of time. 31 years, you know the whole deal. Garbo's Pizzeria. Time to talk about it. Well, sailing became the theme because... The most famous Greta Garbo scene happened to be her talking about sailing Mm. and then went into Christopher Cross sailing sure, and ended with another song about sailing, (laughs) not related to Garbo's pizzeria. That's okay. I usually do put a lot more thought into it, but that was produced in maybe 40 minutes when I usually take about three hours to do those, like the actual recording process. So (laughs) a little bit of a rush job on there. That's Okay. Worked out just fine. Love Sloop John B. Real good song. Great song. Mm-hmm. Jan and Dean.
0: Yeah, it is good one. Had you been to Garbo's prior to your visit today? Um, yeah. you know, I had. I think I had had Garbo's for lunch. Uh, mm. probably like four years ago. It's been a while. Yeah, uh, surprisingly, I find myself over there pretty often. I I, I remember liking it just fine. What about yourself? I've been there. I don't know.
1: A, f- a few times, probably, I would say five or six times with family. My parents really like their salad. Mm. And I think their pizza, well, shoot, I'm spoiling it again. That's two Ooh. times in a row. I think their pizza's pretty darn good, too. PDG. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I, I really liked it. It's been on our list for a while. We just hadn't gotten to it. I think partly because a lot of times we have guests pick other pizza places, and you want to space that mm-hmm. pizza out. This may be it for pizza on Spring Food Mo. This may be be the very last pizza place we ever cover.
0: Yeah, I don't know if... I think there's
1: no more, Andy. It's done. We could probably find one somewhere that we missed. I'm
0: sure people will let us know, but... I'm glad we made it to this one. Yeah, finally. me too. It, it just kind of eluded us for a while, yep. but it's it's finally here, folks. Been around for 31 years, which oh, is... Oh, Pizza. Not from Springfield. Here? God, yeah. I, I probably say that every two months yeah. and you say that, right?
1: Something like that. Yeah. It's from Greece. <laughs> it's yeah. a Grecian franchise. Sure. I had been there several times. I don't know enough times to, to be familiar with it with mm-hmm. family. I'd, I'd really only been that's not true. I was going to say I'd only been to the Chesterfield Village one, but I went once in college. Me and my roommate, Sam McKenstry, one Ooh. of the lo- most lovely people in the world, used to be in Frog Eye Jug Band. Uh, we walked up there when we were roommates because I lived in this little house on Elm Street that has been torn down and replaced with a massive frat house. Mm. And we walked up there. Up, we walked up there. We walked like, up there. <laughs> oh, we walked up there. <laughs> it's, it's in a house. The, uh-huh. the interior was similar to Ramatai. It's on national. I think between Walnut and St. Louis, there's been like 10 different places. I talked about it in the history segment. We walked up there. We got a pizza. We really enjoyed it. It was also way too expensive for a couple of college kids. So we did not return on a regular basis. Sure. So I had had it, and I really liked it back then, but definitely could not afford it. My rent was $185 a month (laughs) with five roommates. Oh, my God. That's wild. And I was barely scraping by Uh at that point. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so I had had some experience with it. And all positive, all positive memories. Mm -hmm. But yet it was never a place that I really sought out, maybe because it's all the way over there in Chesterfield, which I I really don't get over there unless it's for the show. Uh I think we've, we've tried everywhere over there except for Prima's. Pretty sure we've we've hit them all.
0: Oh yeah, I don't know if we'll get to Primas. Yeah, I, I'm done. I've, even
1: had, I've had Primas a couple times. Pretty good. It's okay. I would say mediocre. Sure. Mediocre Americanized Mexican food, uh-huh. just fine. Hey, we just reviewed it. <laughs> I've been there once since we started the show. Uh-huh. Met some some old work friends there at Primas. And that's been our review of Primas. Cross it off the list. Wow. Three out of five Primas for Primas. Wow. Hey, we did it. <laughs> now we've reviewed we've reviewed everything in Chesterfield Village. Wow. All right, Dan. I guess we better get into it. We both went today. That's right. Tuesday, and we ran into each other. Exact same picking time. Picking up our takeout. Doesn't happen often. Yeah. But it did today, Andy. Lunchtime. I think it's the second time it happened that I remember. Mm-hmm. First time. Coincidentally, well, unfortunately, he, he died. But the, the the husband of the woman who worked... Or owns, currently owns Garbos with her sister. Huh? Man, wish I hadn't committed to not editing this. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's name was Eric Eichemeyer. Uh-huh. And he was a brother of Bob Eichemeyer, who we talked about because he co owned most of the Jay Perinos restaurants, Dan. Oh wow. And Jay Perinos was the other restaurant where you and I ran into each other getting food for oh, the show. Oh
2: wow. Yeah.
1: Weird. I mean, who cares? Serendipity. Oh wow. Andy. <laughs>
0: Let's, let's just close the doors yeah. on this episode. Garbo's Means. pretty good. Uh, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Dan,
1: I guess we start with the salad. Let's do it. We they, both got the same yeah. salad. They make a big deal about the salad, the establishment does. My parents really like the salad, mm-hmm. except we always get it without the olives. Uh-huh.
0: No olives. I've had the pleasure of meeting the owner uh, a couple times, and uh, I think they are also a, a big fan mm-hmm. of. The salad. They they talked up the salad to me, Andy. Yeah. And uh, I also got it without olives today. You got yours without olives. Correct. We both went with the house salad. House salad. And you made an
1: observation that all the salads are the same. That was an observation from my girlfriend. So if it is wrong,
0: it is her fault. (laughs) Uh, Her Twitter handle is... (laughs) She don't have no Twitter. No. She's so cool. She doesn't have Twitter or Facebook or uh, anything, really. Yeah, She got she has got an Instagram. But yeah, it's like a, it's like a burner. You can't get it. You can't get on there. Mm-hmm. It's for like me. And it's just Danny Nudes. Me and an <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you have figured out the handle, but you <laughs> still not be accepted. <laughs> uh-huh. Andy, the house salad. That's what that's what she calls nude Danny <laughs> hanging around the house.
1: You do a lot of that with your three roommates. Yeah.
0: <laughs> My house. I pay for some of it. House. Next line. <laughs> Tossed with Canadian bacon, hmm. bacon crumbles, mushrooms, mushrooms red, red onions, onions, black olives, but we didn't get those. No. And garbage dressing. dressing. Then topped with Provel, Pro-Vel cheese. Cheese. I don't really got to tell you it's topped with cheese because you're going to see it. Yeah, you certainly it's are. It's really topped with <laughs> cheese. It's topped with as much cheese as a pizza the same size yeah. would be, I believe. <laughs> looks like a Cabbage Patch Kids head. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> really love this salad. Andy. It's good.
1: Yeah. Reminds me of a Caesar with a bunch of toppings on it. Mm-hmm. In, a, in the best way. Mm-hmm. I think the lettuce is coated with whatever dressing they're using. And it, is it some kind of creamy white dressing? It was hard to tell.
0: I I felt like it was more like a clear oil vinegar yeah. dressing. Uh, whatever it is, it's got a good amount of seasoning mm-hmm. in it as well. Delicious dressing. Yeah, real good thin dressing. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed how much stuff
1: is on there. You got those the bacon crumbles and mushrooms. Oh, yeah mushrooms kind of chunks of mushroom and they're not huge yes, chunks they, but they cube their mushrooms yeah. even on their uh pizzas yeah big big enough to notice like you're mm-hmm. gonna see those i imagine if i was a kid i'd be really put off by that Seeing uh, that, but
0: they i feel like they are cooked down in some mm. way i don't feel like they're raw mushrooms i was really afraid i was gonna be eating uh no, raw yeah. mushrooms in a salad which they've I, done
1: something like. something to them to make them not chewy like uh-huh. a, like a straight mushroom yeah, I agree. This is really good. I do
0: think, kind of think the Pro is what makes it because give sure. it gives you that huge load of cheese. You get those clumps of ham with some mm-hmm. cheese in there. Then you're just having ham and cheese. Yeah. And that's my kind of salad, baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I only, I didn't eat a whole lot because I got, you know, I got three different things to uh-huh. try since we were doing <laughs> this, one, you know, one day to go sure. eat. And I didn't eat a whole lot of everything. So I'm pretty excited to go jump into some of this stuff later tonight when it's all my. Oh, my hard work is done today. I bet that my salad holds up. hard talking work. It's, oh, it's sure a soggy
0: it salad anyway.
1: Yeah. So a little time in the fridge ain't going to hurt it. Nice, rich flavor to this thing. Mm. Real
0: real good salad. I see why it's got the reputation. Seasoned. It's yep. seasoned. They, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, I think that is kind of a common theme here at uh, Garbo's is they season their things, mm-hmm. which in Springfield... Some the, that often. Some of that yeah. pizza doesn't taste like anything. Uh-huh. Some of the pizza around here don't taste like a dang thing, <laughs> <Abbey>. <laughs> But it does here at Garbo's. Mm-hmm. You got something non pizza, non salad. Why don't you get into that? I got a tropical chicken
1: sandwich, Ooh. which I was going to order. That was my plan.
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> I- <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Those, is that a tin drum?
1: Yeah. It's a steel drum?
0: Yeah. It's a t- <laughs> <laughs> that was more of a tin drum, yeah. I think. Raka kung 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 kung. That's the orchestral
1: uh, uh, remix. Maybe we, maybe we shouldn't put this one on the main feed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the tropical chicken sandwich. I mm. called up and first asked for their specials because it said on the website they have specials the very day to day. Nice. This one was on special. Nice. So I got it with my salad. I didn't have to order everything separate. So it was only $10.99, whereas the sandwich on its own would have been $9.99. Ooh. And that salad would have been five forty nine. dollars mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I saved some money today, Dan. The amount of food I got, this was quite a bit cheaper than uh, a lot of the things we've had recently. But it was because of that special. Yeah. The menu says grilled chicken breast, Swiss cheese, pineapple, and the lettuce on an onion Kaiser roll. I did not put the lettuce on. I'll tell you right now. Okay. I, if I have a sandwich like that, I kind of just leave it without the lettuce.
0: Sure. i don't um, want a
1: little extra crunch. Yeah. Big, juicy, tender chicken breast on this thing, cooked to just the right level. Mm-hmm. You can overcook a chicken real easy. They seem proud of their chicken breast here. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's uh, it's like a premium, premium mm-hmm. uh, add-on.
1: Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, you're right. That's interesting. You have to pay like 2 to $4, mm-hmm. and it's $2 for half piece uh-huh. and $4 for a whole piece. Yeah, yeah. They do it by the breast. Yeah. So, yeah, It's really good chicken. There's There wasn't a single bite of it of the half that I had that was gamey or... What's that word I'm looking for? We get the really chewy bits on... Gristly, kind of pork. Yeah, or, grisly. Yeah. There was no gristle on it. Nice. So maybe they cut it off or whatever they had to do. Maybe they just got... They, maybe they just buy high-quality mm-hmm. chicken. Uh, really enjoyed Fit the chicken. chicken. <laughs> it had not been brined or anything. It just tasted like chicken. That was it. You know, a lot of times, places will brine or season the chicken in some way to prepare it for the grill. Not this place. A big old... Glob of melty Swiss cheese on there and a handful of pineapple slices on the top. This is simple. It's really just four basic flavors, including the, the Kaiser roll. It's like an onion roll, but sure. you can't really taste the onion on it. Just a real fresh, summery sandwich. Real nice work lunch option. Got to say, though, they're, they're really missing an opportunity not throwing some jalapenos on there. Hmm. This sandwich needs some jalapenos. It was just begging for them. If I would had any at home, which I don't. That's an oversight on my part. Would have put some on there. But that said, it was really good. They aren't trying to make a spicy sandwich. It's just a real good, light, fresh tasting chicken sandwich with pineapple. Thanks. Really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it, Dan. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot to say about it because if you know what those three things taste like chicken, pineapple, and Swiss cheese you know what the sandwich Sounds tastes good. like. The onion
0: Kaiser, though, and uh, it, it was not know? the standout part. It sure. was a
1: decent enough bun, certainly at a higher level than your like your grocery store bagged bun. Mm-hmm. But we've had a couple buns lately that were kind of like real knockouts, and this wasn't mm-hmm. that. It was just a good bun for a sandwich. Nothing, nothing really too great to speak of there. Mediocre bun. Yeah, no, no I wouldn't mediocre say that. Buns. I'd say it was a little better than mediocre. Because mm-hmm. mediocre is like, I guess it's exactly what I described. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just not noticeably good in any way, but not bad either. That's okay. It's a mediocre bun and then like a pretty solid sandwich. Yeah. So yeah, not bad. Would have loved to have tried any of the sandwiches with red meat You know, because they got a lot of red meat sandwiches that have a lot more stuff going on. Uh, They got a pretty extensive sandwich menu. There's toasted sandwiches. I didn't realize how much was going on there. They have like a French dip with Canadian bacon. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds really good. Oh, I just want to go get some more Garbo's, Andy. Yeah, I know. We, we should have planned better and not have uh, <laughs> four episodes in eight days. Goodness. <laughs> pesto
0: pie, Andy. Mm-hmm. It's this on is the appetizers. App. Yeah. Yeah. comes in 10-inch. That, that's not an option for the mm. others. Individual is 8-inch. Medium is 12-inch. They skip right past. It's only for the pesto pie, which makes it special like danny <laughs> this is like a version of the dedict yeah basically if, if there's it's something special, special like, like danny you, <laughs> that really just shouldn't be what the dedict is for now <laughs> oh wow pesto pie 10 inch ultra thin pie with pesto mushrooms red onion and mixed cheeses I guess it's probably just an eight inch rolled out a little yeah. thinner.
1: How? I don't feel like they could get it any thinner. I got an eight inch and
0: well, was I mean, you, really thin. You saw it to take the pictures. Yeah. This one really got like black around oh, okay. the edges. Okay, but it didn't taste charred. Mm. But it, I mean, it was pr- it was very dark. Definitely was a little thinner than the normal one to the point where I, I had to reheat some of it because uh, we let it sit for a second and it would. It was so thin, it almost fused to the uh, the pan that it was a part of. Mm. Got those mushroom cubes on there. Got that red onion. The mixed cheese. I don't know if it was any different than the cheese I had on my regular pie. It was certainly cheesier than my regular pie. It was cheesier. It was cheesier. Mine was, Mine was Andy. so cheesy. I believe it must have been crazy cheesy. Cheesier. It okay. was so cheesy, Andy. This was fantastic. Immediately, whenever you open the box, you get hit with that pesto flavor or smell, S- flavor in the form of smell. It just really, it, it, I, I don't know. It, it, I it, I I feel like a good pesto is hard to describe. It like wasn't too salty. You mm-hmm. could definitely taste the parmesan. I love pesto. Oh. If you
1: hadn't called that, because you picked your order first, if you hadn't called that, I'd have probably got that same thing. Oh,
0: I'm so glad I did, Andy. Yeah. I'm so glad I did. Uh, yeah, this was awesome. Definitely my favorite thing that I had. Would order again. Nice. Anything to dip? No. This is an app, huh? No. It's, just, it's a pizza. Yeah, it's uh, just a pizza on the app menu. Well, it's cut into triangle slices rather than the square slices that their normal pizza Wait. is cut into. Mine was triangles. My pizza was triangles. Oh, my pizza was squares.
1: What? My p- <laughs> my pizza was squares. Did you baby? get a bigger one? I got a medium. Oh, okay. I got a ten inch. I, yeah. I got a, I okay. got a small one. Okay. eight inch. Yeah, sure. Uh, that makes sense because yeah. mine mine were definitely small squares. <laughs> no, they were triangles. Small slices, yeah, small triangles. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I got an eight inch meaty supreme Ooh. pizza because I am in fact meaty supreme. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. This had hamburger, pepperoni, breakfast bacon, Canadian bacon, pork sausage. An Italian sausage. All the meats. A lot of meats, Andy. A lot of meats. It was really the only one of their specialty pizzas that I found particularly appealing. I do like meat, mm-hmm. but I usually like some vegetables on there, too. For, for some reason, nothing else on there really stood out to me. Oh, really? There was a lot
0: of stuff I was interested in. I didn't order it for fear of what my girlfriend mm-hmm. would think. There's a couple of them with sauerkraut on oh, them. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've had pizza with sauerkraut on it before and really loved it. And uh, So I would definitely go for one of those next time. Mm. But I can't get them with my girlfriend or she'll be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> she'll slap my little nose. I think I am now realizing
1: the inspiration for Cold Stone Cream Austin. <laughs> <laughs> it only took me... Uh-huh. Two and a half years to put it together.
0: Okay. <laughs> why, 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 do you, why do you think he has such legs? <laughs> <laughs> a
1: lot of inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> this pizza had a little burn on the, edge of the cru- edges of the crust, sure. like you mentioned. but it, You really can't taste the burn. Mm-hmm. I couldn't taste the char on there. You get a good crunch on the sides, yeah. though. However, the underside is still soft. It's soft, but very oh, yeah. firm. Firm enough to hold everything up. And there's a lot of stuff. On this pizza, you honestly heard
0: reminded me of like Millsap Farms. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good call.
1: Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed all those ingredients, all the meats. It was a nice even distribution of all the toppings. No single topping overwhelming all the others. There's a real zest and zip to this flavor too. You could really taste everything individually and at the same time, kind of pulled that magic sure. trick off. I think they're using high quality meats there. You know, they're not using anything that's just like mush or. Uh, supplemented with TVP or something, so, mm-hmm. you know, like some some places will do that, especially the big chains. It's, sure. it's not all sausage that you're eating there. They're filling it out with uh, some textured vegetable protein. Not here. I could taste everything. Real zesty, zippy, paired really well with the sauce, which has a nice tang to it. Mm-hmm. There's a substantial amount of sauce under all that, too.
0: Really well balanced. Really liked You the said that had Both kinds of the sausage on there. Because there's yes. like pork sausage and Italian sausage. Indeed. Wow. Yep. They got the ground and the slice. Mm.
1: Real good. Not a ton of everything. You know, there's like, what, seven meats on there? I mean, you only got eight inches to fill yeah. up there. Yeah. Not a whole lot of everything, uh-huh. but enough that it was totally covered, and yeah. there were a few places that were layered up pretty good. Absolutely. Man, a lot of cheese at this place, too. They use a mix of provolone and mozzarella, okay, so it's not nice. pure provolone. Okay. So that's how you can tell the taste difference apart from like Emo's, which uh-huh. is pure provolone, while this is still St. Louis style. So we've really got three places in town that are doing that real thin St. Louis style. This place, Pizza House, and
0: emo's. You sure. know, that's a chain, but I wonder what the pitch would be considered. There's is a little thicker, right? Yeah, maybe a little. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think we learned. Oh, theirs is like your rugby style. Yeah, or rugby style. A mm-hmm. bunch <laughs> of sweaty guys stomp on it first.
0: <laughs> it's good, though. It's tasty. Tell us about your pizza, Dan. Oh, Andy. Um, I kind of went in the same direction as far as wanting a uh, Supreme style. They don't have a supreme in name beyond the meaty supreme Uh, but they do have the combo deluxe where you choose any two meats and any two veggies chicken not included Mm. don't even ask for the chicken that don't go on the combo (laughs) deluxe (laughs) that's a recreation of what the ground. i think you probably
1: it says that but i think the implication is you can pay the two extra dollars to put it on there yeah,
0: yeah sure so uh I went with pepperoni. I went with Italian sausage. I went with mushrooms and I went with onions, Andy. Yep. Now a classic supreme, you're probably also going to have green peppers on there. Probably also going to have black olives on there, but I'm not a disgusting monster. So uh It's
1: just such a, such a strong flavor that pervades everything. I it feel really like if you is. get it in moderation if you get that flavor in moderation, yep. it might be okay, but it just overtakes everything they're on. You they know, all that being
0: them. said, if I'm going to eat black olives on one single thing, if they're not crazy, if there's not too many of them, I could do them on a Supreme Pizza. Oh, uh, okay. I'm still, generally, I'm picking them off because they're easy to pick off. Yeah. They're kind of fun to pick off. It's fun <laughs> to play with your food, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Flick over at your little brother. Uh huh. <laughs> if I had one. Uh huh. Oh, only if only I had one. You were the the flicky. Oh, I had them flicked my way, and that's why I don't like them. Oh, but doctor, I am the podcaster. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Today I, <laughs>
1: I just send a boy a private message because he was picking his nose on camera. Sure. And the, the joy on my face to get to watch his face see that message. No. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for him, but also I have the means to just let him know maybe you should be careful.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you need to learn Without early. Anyone you got to be careful in front of cameras. Yeah. Whether they're turned on or turned <laughs> off, man. The word, that little piece of tape over it. The word flick made me think of that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, your pizza. Just a classic red sauce pizza. The onions, nice and firm. Good little crisp texture to it those cubes of mushrooms really threw me off yeah cubes. they kind of look like tofu they do absolutely yeah. especially peeking out in that salad peeking out with a little lot <laughs> yeah. the eyes are another thing that made them look really odd Mm-hmm. yeah the googly eyes andy i think that the red sauce on here has a lot of tasty mm-hmm. flavor to it mm-hmm. and i feel that as i said earlier they're putting seasoning on it. Yep. I think they're putting seasoning on this pizza. It's visible. Whenever the top. it comes out of the oven. Yeah. And it makes all the difference. I mean, I it's a quality pizza. It's a great pizza. But that seasoning on top just it it's so easy. Yeah. Put it's, some seasoning on your pizza. It's Italian seasoning. You just sprinkle it over the top. That's what I
1: do when I mm-hmm. make pizza. Oh, wow so you're saying you could make it as good as go no, I didn't say that, but like <laughs> no, I, I definitely can't. I would never say that. I make Chicago style pizza using Pillsbury dough <laughs> like it's it's really easy, but I do sprinkle the Italian seasoning on top, which makes it taste great, so I'm saying they you're right it's a it's not even a trick. it's just a thing you're supposed to do. It's real good, and they do it. You can see the seasoning on top of the pizza,
0: yeah, I like this pizza a lot. Yeah? There's other pizzas I want to try. there's sandwiches I want to try. Did you get anything else? Nope. I kind of wish I'd have tried dessert. I know they had some desserts. Oh, yeah. But uh,
1: just, just wasn't in the cards today. Mm-hmm. Well, neither one of us are going to be making it out to Chesterfield anytime soon. So it's probably the last time either one of us will eat there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. If I had to guess, I, def- I definitely won't be having that uh, uh French dip sandwich with the Canadian bacon here in a couple days and ruining my work day. <laughs> just absolutely <laughs> wrecking. The rest of my day.
1: All right, I guess it's about time we rated Garbo's Pizzeria. Oh
0: boy, Andy! (laughs) Do we normally rate them on the Tower Club episodes? No, but this one's special. This one's special. This one deserves to be a main a main feed restaurant. How many Chesterfield
1: Skinny Pie shops would you rate Garbo's Pizzeria, Dan? You know they also do have traditional crust. They do, but that only starts at a large, which is twenty (laughs) two dollars. Yeah, very expensive. (laughs) Uh, the, the price of my entire meal for one of those traditional houses. Oh, wow. yeah. Wow, jeez.
0: <laughs> I was having a lot more. That's awesome. I, w- I would definitely look at those lunch specials. That seems like a fantastic deal, especially if you're getting one of the best side salads in town Real with good. it. Real good, yep. Uh, if you like black olives, I'm, I'm sure that those side salads, as they come, or even a full-size salad, uh, I, I'm sure that those are fantastic. I think I'm going to go... 4.5, Andy. I, I like Garbo's a lot. It, it's a pizza restaurant that after I left and paid that much, uh, I didn't feel too bad about it. I think the owners are pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, I think it's high-quality stuff at, at, a, at a price for high quality. Every bit of
1: information that I learned about the owners made them seem like really good people, yeah. which is, you know, it's really nice to see when so often the opposite is true <laughs> when I'm doing the research for these places. yeah, uh, I would go back here and try more stuff. Would love to try more stuff. I'm sure I will wind up back there. Well, who knows? Who knows what my future holds? True. But I can see my family going back there sometime soon after this preview, because that sometimes happens. And I'd be happy about it. I'm going to go four with this. Real solid four for uh, Garbo's Pizzeria, Dan. Nice. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I guess that brings us to the age-old question.
0: <laughs> oh, Andy... It's what our Tower Club listeners look forward to every week. Mm -hmm. And we should say, uh, you can join the Tower Club, of course. Uh, uh, Subscribe.springfoodpod.com for only $5 a month, half of which we donate to the lovely folks over at Ozark's Food Harvest. And we've reached the end of our Tower Club episode, which means it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Andy, can I ask you? Uh Uh-huh. Can I... Please, put your hand down, Andy. Put your hand down. Andy, put your hand down. Don't <laughs> hit me. Have you? What? I <laughs> was raising my hand me. to ask a
1: question. I, I assume I've had that association of mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. uh, sure. uh, because
0: of my line of work. Sure. Because <laughs> of my line of work, I associate people putting their hands up with coming to hit me. So, uh, oh, okay. Uh-huh. I, I'm a Muay Thai kickboxer <laughs> uh, on, on the side literally on the side of the fireworks stand just right outside it. <laughs> you pay me like 50 bucks and i will move thai kick Outdoor door movie tie kickboxing <laughs> oh, <yeah>.
1: outside the <laughs> fireworks stand <laughs> yes. gravel lot 24 7 365 <laughs> absolutely you should have invited some of your students on the show or something i don't know if you hire an instructor bring that person
0: anyway you had a question you were about to ask oh or? yeah andy the the question the age-old question what you've been eating with your eyes and ears and thumbs?
1: <laughs> I was going to wait th- thumbs for the end. Oh, no. yeah! Th- thank you, Tim, for that contribution. You know, Absolutely. there's like five Tower Club episodes <laughs> left, but he contributed that very good uh, uh, segment idea. Uh, not a ton of music, Dan. I've been mm-hmm. pretty busy working on working on stuff. Haven't listened to a ton of music. Nothing's really knocking me out right now. Been listening to the band Pup since they were on that doughboys live sure. show which is really fun i've been a fan of them forever but mm. kind of went back and listened to their old stuff and listened to that while i exercise um as far as movies i talked about it on the last episode but i watched godzilla versus kong before which i scratched my cornea uh-huh. and
0: i was still able to watch the movie <laughs> that's such a more gentle way of putting it than paper, paper cut <laughs> your eye yeah <laughs> I oh scratched i know my cornea
1: i shows my words to make it a more interesting story. I appreciate it. I mean, it's the same thing. I literally paper cut my eye, Uh but I scratched my cornea. That's what I did. It's only been two days since we last talked about it, and what, three or four days since it happened as we Uh record. Still seeing ghosts around bright lights in my left eye. Don't like it. Not fun. Pretty excited for that to go away. I still don't have any pain since I did the eye drops. But uh, thank you to everyone who reached out about that. No one did. (laughs) (laughs) nobody did which is okay whatever i I made it pretty clear i was doing fine uh watch that movie dan it's bad like it's dumb the fight is really good but the movie doesn't even follow its own internal logic at the same time it's got some really just very silly wild stuff in it uh that doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. even in the movie that i still thought it was really fun like real fun to do some of the dumb weird stuff that movie does to kill time before it's time for the big monsters to fight Let's just say I won't spoil anything, but I was happy with the outcome. People may already know where my allegiances lie. Mm. It is not with the uh, monster that it seems that most people are supporting in this fight, which is just baffling to me because there's one that's just a superior character in every way. Won't spoil which one I'm thinking. <laughs> I did enjoy the fight at the end. It takes uh. place in Hong Kong. and has all these shiny lights, and wow. it was really neat looking. Also, the movie's just not that great. <laughs>
0: In Hong Kong,
1: King Kong's got to feel like he's got the upper hand there.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'd think that, but then, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm yeah. not going to get too much too into it. This Kong has not been to New York City, uh, uh, which is like the whole deal with mm. them. The, the canon's all weird. Yeah. The Skull Island movie, which is by far the best of these mm. four movies. In I have seen it. Current, it's so much better than the other three, meaning the two Godzilla movies and Godzilla vs. Kong. I saw the first Godzilla movie and didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them all, and... I, Skull sure. Island's is the only good one. Uh-huh. It's and it's not even that good. It's just fun because it has a point of view and some actual style to the filmmaking. But uh, that's that's it. Uh, watch Kong Skull Island on HBO Max if you are interested in watching Godzilla versus Kong. It's a better movie. Sure. And skip to the end of uh, Godzilla versus Kong and watch the big Hong Kong fight. See who wins. Nothing else matters. I might just in that do movie. that. You should. That sounds great. Yeah. Absolutely. I w- I would almost never advocate for that. Mm. No, none of the rest of it makes any difference. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Just get to the fighting. You're good. Also watched uh, another Elaine May movie. I know I talked about a New Leaf on our last Tower Club episode. I'm pretty sure I did mm-hmm. at least. Watched the Heartbreak Kid. Oh, I thought you were going to say Godzilla 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine May's Godzilla 2000. That's so funny. Heartbreak Kid is so good. Nah. Um, I don't like it quite as much as I like the New Leaf. I rated a New Leaf five stars out of five on Letterboxd. And Heartbreak Kid four out of five though I think I'm inching it up to four point five.
0: Ooh, it's a regular Garbo's if yeah. you will.
1: Charles Grodin plays this man who gets married really young for the reasons that a lot of people get married really young, and then this couple quickly finds out that they uh, don't really get along and don't really know each other that well at all. And he immediately falls for a woman he meets on his honeymoon, Sybil Shepherd, oh, nice. who's just like one of the most beautiful yep. human beings to Great. to ever live. And also she was like really good at. I don't know, weaponizing that on screen mm. like in a good way. She is fantastic in the movie. Charles Grodin is unbelievable. He's, he's one of the best ever at playing characters that are totally unlikable, that you can't take your eyes off of them. Yeah, um, He's that kind of person in the movie. It's really witty. Neil Simon wrote the screenplay. But also this movie does, and I told you about this off mic already, but like, this movie does a thing where characters will make jokes that will cl- would clearly be funny in a different context, but they just die on the vine due to the people that he's talking to. And the movie just sits in those moments. Like there's a scene between him and this young girl's parents that is like four minutes long, unbroken takes. he makes jokes that just hang in the air. And it is just the most painful in the best way, painful (laughs) and funny because of how not funny that joke was in that moment. It's it's really
0: incredible stuff. I love that movie. You been watching anything interesting? Been... Gobbling up the same old stuff, really. I I was racking my brain to think of something new I had been watching. Uh, Haven't really gotten too far into it, but... A couple Comedy Central shows hmm. from the last couple of years just hit HBO Max. They are now HBO Max shows. They were removed from the Comedy Central platform huh. like six months ago. Actually, uh, while we were in a rewatch of them, I think they're both from 2019. Uh, the other two with uh drew tarver oh that's uh, on there now somebody else yeah yeah it's that's in, so exciting it's in the recently added yeah uh i i cannot remember the name of the female lead in it but it's also got the incredible molly shannon mm. and ken marino it is so funny <laughs> i love it the other two follows two floundering
1: millennial siblings who ah. must grapple with their 13 year old brother's
0: overnight fame it's it's incredible. The songs that they write for their 13-year-old that are written by the, you know, joke uh-huh. writers for uh the 13-year-old Chase Dreams are so funny and such earworms. <laughs> I there's one stuck in my head right now, Andy. Uh also from Comedy Central on there just now is Southside, one of the funniest comedies, uh aside from my beloved Detroiters from the last couple of years just yeah. after detroiters got canceled lost a lot of hope for those comedy central comedies and, and then these came out and the pandemic hit unfortunately but now they're hbo max shows uh they're both gonna have a second season yeah. on hbo max uh i'm glad that they have a larger platform they're both very funny shows i wish i could remember the, the name of the two leads of Southside, uh but Lil rel howry is also oh, wow in it. okay he's very funny oh boy I, i'm very excited for you to watch it and let me know what you think I, I i'm a big fan of both of those shows uh with my ears what have i been eating andy mm. oh well that's pretty easy new brockhampton album just came yeah. out that's real fun new brockhampton album comes out and it kind of feels like summer mm. uh at least since like 2016 2015 or so uh they 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 continue their streak of having the best opening tracks on their albums of maybe any hip hop group. Like they, they wow. surpassed Run the Jewels a couple records ago. They, huh. they, they just knock it out of the park. Uh, this most recent album, uh, the title of which I don't know, it's long and convoluted. Hey, Andy, if I could, could if I could make a comparison, I'd say they're dingers Dingers. being knocked right out of the park Andy. (laughs) real fun record also been listening to godspeed you exclamation mark black emperor andy boy love it whenever a new godspeed album comes out this one really hitting me hard really great record possibly the most accessible Godspeed record really? as well. Oh. A little like on the explosions in the sky side, just some, some really anthemic, uh, like guitar led songs and uh, uh, something you get with some Godspeed records are, are some like long stretches of uh, harsher noise, not harsh noise necessarily, but harsher, uh, scarier sounding things. This, it it definitely has some droney parts uh but it's all it's lovely top to bottom. I, I really yep. think it's an accessible record and people should get out there and listen to it. And uh Andy, I I feel like we're back to normal again. <laughs> it's it's early 2020 again. I bought some concert tickets. Yep. Oh yep. my god. That rush of collaborating with my great friend Blake former guest yeah, all say, around lovely R- person as a guest on the show uh, yeah yeah sorry Blake probably not going to make it back <laughs> on here but boy am i excited uh over a year from now April 30th 2022 <laughs> Blake and I will be going to uh Pelham, Tennessee. Yeah, to uh See Godspeed You Black Emperor in a cave. That's so cool. Uh, It's called the Caverns. I am so excited. Uh, I pretty much started texting him immediately. Whenever news dropped that they were going on tour, we've tried to go see them before and were unsuccessful and uh, I I could not be more excited. Yeah, I I, it was such a thrill buying tickets again. He found somebody on Reddit who leaked all the pre sale codes the night before, uh, which was a great help and something I think the anarchist uh, band would be perfectly fine with It uh-huh. may have even been a member of the band <laughs> who leaked all of them. Uh, man, I, I'm so excited. Andy. That's great. I'm I, excited for you just thrilled might be the last concert I ever have to go <laughs> to. I can't imagine there's a more courteous audience out there than the people just like standing staring at a Godspeed. I don't think yeah. there's going to be a mosh pit or anything going. I might just hang up the towel yeah. after this one, man.
1: well, I, I don't know what the next concert I will go to <laughs> will be. Oh, that yeah. We got some work, concert like, news. You and I. Yep. We we thought, well, who <laughs> knows? I, I suspected we weren't going to be able to see that Rage show as yeah. rescheduled in July. So in very early 2020, your brother Zach and mm-hmm. I bought tickets to see Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels yep. in St. Louis. Late bigger,
0: winter 2019. Or, oh, yeah. It might have been January
1: 2020. Okay, I think that's when it was. to To see them... In May mm-hmm. of 2020, and of course, that got postponed to July of 2021, mm-hmm. and it was just announced last week that it's been postponed again to May of 2022! No. Probably for the, I, I wouldn't really be comfortable going July yeah. of this year, probably. No, probably not. I mean, who knows? Uh-huh. Who knows? I feel like things could change quickly, just like they changed mm-hmm. quickly we know one this thing. time
0: last year. Uh, you are not going to be in... <laughs> On this continent, yeah well well I mean, we don't know likely. that for sure, yeah. but
1: I will be gone eventually. We just don't know if it'll be then, by then <laughs>
0: probably by may twenty twenty two
1: yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, well, at that point, I was looking at I was really hoping because I have dates mm-hmm. in the states when I will be able to come back. I was like, oh, maybe I can still go when I saw the announcement, mm-hmm. but now we're in may, those, those dates are in May. It was like may twenty fifth it's like the day after my birthday or something Wow, I, that may not be right, but yeah, I was disappointed to see so. Uh, we we just i put in a refund request for our tickets and sure. you and Zach are just going to figure it out cuz there's yeah. that show is sold out in minutes mm-hmm. and there are now like hundreds of seats for sale because yeah. it's been moved like I, crazy. You know,
0: I don't even know if we'll go. Yeah. It, that'll be post this uh the, my uh, come to god it, moment in Tennessee. I mean there's
1: a big difference between watching Rage against the Machine in the year 2022 uh-huh. then watching Rage Against the Machine in the lead-up to an election in the year 2020. Yeah. Two wow. different things. Yeah, very different. Um, peacetime rage, mm-hmm. relative peacetime <laughs> rage. Not as fun. <laughs> and I say this is from experience. Uh-huh. Like, I saw them uh, as Barack Obama was campaigning. That's when I saw them for the first time. What was that, 2008? Uh-huh. Maybe 2007? Uh-huh. Whenever that campaign was happening is when I first saw Rage Against the Machine play. Uh, anyway... Bummed out about that. I have tickets for a show in August to see Woko and Slater Kenny if that doesn't get mm-hmm. rescheduled. If I'm still here, I'll go to that. Did did did
0: our Pearl Jam show just get Nothing. They oh yeah, they just said it's postponed, but mm-hmm. didn't give any didn't date. reschedule. Uh apparent I, I have tickets to go see Alanis Morissette mm-hmm. with my lovely girlfriend. And that stretch of January to April every year is when you buy all the summer yep. concert tickets. Yep. And we just everybody got so messed up by by, yeah. by all this yeah uh but yeah apparently we're alanis morissette is still set for august i think august I, or september i bet that if you want to go to that you can and it won't be a problem it's it's in an amphitheater as well yeah outdoor but it'll be good
1: alanis garbage yeah Liz fair so excited i'll be able to go see shows when i'm out there because i know there's venues in hong kong and especially japan like a lot of bands sure. a lot of american and western bands tour japan
0: so oh yeah See, seeing a show with a, a Japan audience would be incredible too. There's a, a supposedly it's just a whole different uh, experience. Yeah, that'd, that'd be awesome. you will be able to see My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, they that's played true. Japan like three times more than they played <laughs> America. Yeah.
1: I mean, buddy, I probably will see them if yeah. they if they come at a time and I'm able to get over there because I guess flights are pretty cheap. Oh, huh. anyway, I miss seeing live music so bad. My band has a show booked May twenty first. We're going to play with butterfaces. I haven't told you nice. that. Butterfaces and toxic teeth. That's going to be really fun. Sick. You know, we can hopefully do it with relative safety. I'm also just going to be like, please don't come if you're not vaccinated. Yeah. Which at that point, everybody's kind of on their own. Because if you want to get vaccinated mm-hmm. right now, you can. Yep. And if you don't at that point, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the right attitude to have is, <laughs> is about that. Yeah. Because people got to take responsibility for themselves at some point. Yeah. And a, I think there is a point where it's going to stop being <laughs> our responsibility mm-hmm. for people who've made the bad choice not to do it. Anyway, that, whatever. I'm probably wrong.
0: <sighs> oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm
1: excited to play a show. You know, we've been practicing for, uh, I think, 10 months or something at this point. Wow. We ought to be good. <laughs> hey, I'm not making any guarantees about that. <laughs> It'll be the first show, a uh, first public performance with this band. But
0: you been eating anything with your thumbs, Dan? oh uh yeah i forgot about that i've uh, been been playing final fantasy 7 remake yeah. uh just plowing through chapters on that trying to be over with it so i can start playing cyberpunk with you Yep, want to want to be having that concurrent uh gameplay going i think that that would be fun uh you know it's 18 chapters uh chapter eight and nine a little over ten hours into my gameplay, uh, some of the most boring chapters of a video game I have ever played. Yeah, just just walking around with a lady looking at stuff. Yeah, real real awful. Um, you know,
1: you were describing that to me the other day. Mm-hmm. I, I played through Final Fantasy VII, so I know where this sure. is going. It makes sense to me why this is happening, knowing where the story is going.
0: Oh, absolutely. But uh, the you know, just the story in general, so yeah. corny. It's it's all. You know, I I think I've hit a point where I can stop skipping cutscenes now because there's a little more going mm-hmm. on, but it's just a lot of like cloud brooding and ladies being like, "Oh, cloud, we love you. Oh, oh <laughs> let us touch your polygons, please, your <laughs> polygons." Uh, but yeah, that being said, it looks beautiful, and I'm having a real fun time playing it.
1: I played uh, some of Final Fantasy VII Remake, Mm -hmm. but since I played the first one,
0: (laughs) it felt so stretched out because it is. (laughs) Oh no! It's I mean, like literally eighteen hours in, you're doing like things that happen in the first forty minutes Mm -hmm. of of the original game. It it, it's super stretched out. Uh, I you know I think it's it's got a a lot of fun combat in there. Whenever it just simply lets you do that instead of walking around and
1: helping some kids out when i played it the battles were so long that was really annoying to yeah. me it's like you sink all this time like i lost the first major yeah. battle but i was in the battle for like
0: 20 minutes yeah. which is really annoying and i am playing on easy yeah uh there's oh, if, I, if i go yeah. back i'll play on there's easy. three modes there's normal easy and classic classic just automatically blocks for you uh which is <laughs> a, a big thing for me because andy in video games I don't like blocking, <laughs> and I don't care if it's a fighting game or what it is. I'm not pressing that freaking block <laughs> button, Andy. I came here to inflict pain, not block punches. Uh, blocking, I get it with blocking. <laughs> Love to parry though.
1: Oh, if you give me oh, a good yeah. a good parry function, no. I'm all about
0: it. I almost refuse to learn those,
1: <laughs> and they they seem to really help. Man, I hit a wall in Sekiro, and that's uh-huh. why I started playing c- Cyberpunk. Got a parry in that. Oh. You've, yeah, it's required, and the timing is so specific. Mm-hmm. Like, I was losing it. Yeah, I guess Jake will probably hear this. Like, I I want to like these games, but I think I reached a point in Sekiro where the juice is no no longer
0: worth the squeeze for yep. me. <laughs> the with Sekiro, Dark Souls, all those, I I would really love to get into them. I like how much I have progressed in Hades, a game mm. that I think would be considered quote unquote hard. Oh, that's why you don't like the
1: shield. Yeah, blocking. I don't, I don't block. That's why I. That's the the one I do the best with because I'm like I'm pretty patient with games. Like, yeah, I that's just, why I like the fists. Yeah. <laughs> where
0: you just run up and punch people. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, I I don't block, so I've got it on easy mode there. Uh, apparently, in the PlayStation Five, uh, like little patch up of it that's coming out. There's gonna be a classic mode where it blocks blocks automatically, but it will still be normal difficulty. Right now, the classic mode is easy difficulty, and there's no changing that. Uh, And also, this PS5 little add-on is gonna gonna have a couple extra levels. so You might just want to wait, Dandy. Wait till June. Uh, I think if you already have it, it'll probably just be a a minor, an add-on payment. Uh, Yeah, about you, you've been eating anything with your little sh- thumbs sure have your Dan. little baby thumbs
1: i have been playing cyberpunk 2077 wow look the fixed version i mean kind of it's the second patch for people who don't <laughs> 80 know gigabytes it, fixed. people who know what's up with this game will be so bored by an explanation uh-huh. but i assume we have at least half the people listening probably don't know what's going on sure. or what would happen with that the game has been in development since like 2013 it was mm-hmm. first announced it was delayed and delayed and delayed, and it finally came out last December, mm-hmm. and when it came out, it was not even close to done. Just, just broken. Yeah. Uh, buggy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all kinds of things were wrong with it. Uh, Pulled from the digital store. Can't buy it on the PlayStation store, but you can still buy it on disc, uh-huh. often for a deep discount, which is how I got it. I had received one for Christmas mm-hmm. for, from my brother. I just got back into video games last year, and I, and I had heard about this and thought it sounded really cool. Like, sure. if it had been good... Uh, from, from the jump, there's a good chance I would have like, hopped on a system just to play this game because mm-hmm. cyberpunk is a subgenre of science fiction that is just one of my favorite mm-hmm. you know, means of storytelling. It's like steampunk with, with no cogs. Exactly, yeah. It's you know usually 70 to 100 years in the future. Somewhat dystopian, mm-hmm. but it, everyone has like, cybernetic... Yeah, it's usually not going yeah, super no. hot. Everyone <laughs> has like cybernetic implants... Your body's augmented uh-huh. with technology through through surgery is a big part of cyberpunk stuff. Altered Carbon, the show on Netflix, is a good reference point. Mm. Blade Runner, both Blade Runner movies, aesthetically. Good point.
0: Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, if okay. you've ever played that,
1: the, the kind of like the ur text of cyberpunk is this book Neuromancer by mm. William Gibson, which I I think maybe my dad encouraged me to read. No, I had this professor I had this early British literature professor that kind of introduced me to the idea of cyberpunk because he was obsessed with it. William Burling was his name, and he taught a cyberpunk class that I did not get to take because he died oh. weeks after my class ended. He'd been sick the whole time. We just didn't know. Dang. Probably the most brilliant professor I ever had. He, was, oh, this, he wow. was this professor professor who he was very divisive. He did not want your questions. Mm-hmm. He would just lecture, and he was so smart that he could just talk and... If you were not just interested in what he said, you were going to have a terrible time. And if you were interested, it was going to be your absolute favorite class, wow. and it was my favorite class. But he was obsessed with the whole idea of cybernetics, and would talk about how we're all cyborgs already. Like if you have if you have contacts, you're a cyborg. Mm. I don't know if I totally agree with that, but like that thinking in that way kind of broke my little brain open when I was 20 or however old I. Was. I must have been like 21. After he died, I went back and I found the syllabi for his uh cyberpunk class and read a bunch of the books oh wow. that were they're on that so with like yeah alter carbon the richard morgan book and snow crash by neil stevenson and my one of my all-time favorite books neuromancer by william gibson who like writes about the internet as if it is a physical place mm-hmm. and it's very silly but at the same time it's just like this beautiful weird abstract art the way he writes about cyberspace or whatever And there's, like, criminals who are really, really good at it. And they can traverse cyberspace as if they're on, like, a motorbike or something. Snow Crash is in a similar vein. I think you might even even enjoy that one if you get into it. That one's a little bit more self-aware and silly. Sure. Anyway, what I'm saying is my expectations for this game probably couldn't have been higher. But maybe in a good way, the game being totally broken uh, lowered those expectations. Oh,
0: yeah. I was also very excited for it just because I like the developer a lot in
1: their past games. Mm -hmm.
0: So this whole deal is
1: it's an open-world game. It takes place in this city called Night City. And it's got to be bigger than, like, New York City. It's so big. Mm. I mean, if you've seen footage of the real Hong Kong, it looks like a mix between that and Los Angeles. And it's also outskirts of the city. I looked up the square square mileage of it or, uh, at one point. I can't remember. It's like forty square miles that oh, you wow. can go. And like the moment the game starts, now it's like three hours into the game, the entire thing opens up, and you can yeah. you can visit anywhere. And as typically happens yeah. with an open world and, game, pretty much every corner you turn, there is something you can do. It may not be something major, but there's like hundreds of stories that you can experience in this game, plus the main story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still broken even after the second patch. Oh, yeah. I've been playing for like five or six hours a day. And I usually get two crashes in that time oh nice but <laughs> fortunately it starts right back up like it, it doesn't start back at your last save it starts where you crashed
0: which oh, is really okay. odd
1: at least that's the way it's been for me i may b- wonder um, if that
0: was a part of the patch <laughs> maybe <laughs> that could I
1: mean, be yeah it always puts me right back before i crash whereas if i like die in the game sometimes it'll be frustrating because you got to go back and redo ah. a bunch of stuff you know you know how games work sure i'm having so much fun it's like pure joy and some of the bugs are okay because they're like visual bugs where... They're funny. Yeah, there's that. Like graphics won't load on time. Like you'll arrive at a place and the graphics will still be appearing as you show up, which is weird. But also this guy's HUD, his heads-up display, it's like what you're looking through. It's augmented and sometimes it fails. Like that's part of the story. Oh, wow. Sometimes it fails. So I'm like... It sort of explains away some of these bugs. Oh, okay. In a way. Some of them are are sure. you can't do that with yeah. like I posted this one on Twitter, like I respawned after dying. I got thrown off my <laughs> I got thrown off my motorcycle uh-huh. and I flew over a bridge and died. <laughs> it was a really good death. Uh-huh. And but I respawned with my bike in the air. Uh-huh. I was like fifteen feet off the ground. Yep. I could still like run it run it, but I wouldn't move. Uh-huh but I could still like hop off of it. I I was able to hop off and hop back onto the ground and then go get a different vehicle to ride. But like stuff that stuff like that happens fairly regularly or like characters will walk through doors or like sometimes you have to put bodies in dumpsters and like this, the feet will just be sticking out of the front of the dumpster, (laughs) stuff like that. Meaning not the door. Just, Sticking out of the Uh the front of the dumpster at like a, you know, 45-degree angle. Classic tell that there's a body (laughs) in there. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty easy (laughs) to tell. They're sticking out like that. It's really sad that this game got forced out. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it was just greed is the reason that it it came out. It it was going to be like, you know, because video games are the... The, the most popular form of entertainment mm-hmm. and the most profitable. This was going to be the biggest piece of entertainment in the year 2020. I feel like um, it was
0: going to come out in like May 2019. I think yeah, it was had already been lot. pushed back a couple times. Yeah, so. it was
1: pushed back from November to December last year. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> that extra month did yeah, a lot of good. <laughs> it probably did.
1: They probably did fix <laughs> yeah. a bunch of stuff in that time. But like, it's so broken. I don't even pretend to know how, how programming works. But it is so broken that I wonder if it's even reparable. At the same sure. time. It I, I, I love this to game. Yeah, I love this game. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. I'm having such a good time playing it. I love the world. I would say I really enjoy 80% of the stories, and the main story is really cool. Uh-huh. You make these choices at the beginning to determine plot points that you'll encounter later. So, like, it's very replayable. I'm hoping eventually they do fix a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and, like, you pick it, whether you're going to play a man or a woman or, you know, you can play as a trans person, too. And there's different stuff you can do with any, like, configuration that you, that you use for your body. Mm-hmm. Like, different storylines you can do. Oh, really? Um, like, there's, like, romance storylines sure. where you you have, like, partners in the game, which is cool. I'm going to go back. And this I, like, I can't wait to replay it under different circumstances. Like, pick a different character type. And I'm probably going to play as a woman this time, the next time. I wanted to this time, but I heard that the, the voice performance from the woman was kind of... Bad. Like I heard that sure. from a woman. <laughs> like Heather and Campbell yeah. talked about how bad it was. Anyway, I can talk about this game forever. I love it. It's so fun. It's also annoying, but I'll, uh, usually in ways that are really entertaining, like a bad movie is entertaining. Yeah. I wish it worked better, but I'm having a great time. And if you feel like you can tolerate it and are interested in the game and haven't already checked it out, I would highly recommend just jumping in and
0: trying it. I, I'm excited to get my little hands on it once this game's over. Ooh. Ooh, and uh, and I'm sure that our listeners are
1: bored. So, well, that's the thing is this is this is the danger of putting this out of the main feed. That's right.
2: <laughs> they see
0: <laughs> they see too far behind the curtain. They're supposed to pay and then find out yeah. that it's just this. I've we've never gotten a complaint. People can't sure. just turn it off. Like they get the food stuff and then mm-hmm. just turn it off. Yeah, they they can turn it off at any time by mailing us. A signed letter on company letterhead, uh-huh. and that's it's as easy as that. Oh boy, what are they t- applying for a visa? <laughs> you gotta make it hard for them get it, to get
1: out, Andy. Easy to get in, hard to get out. Well, we might need to wrap it up. I, I could talk about video game stuff forever. I think oh, it's like my yeah. main thing right now. Me too. That's not true. The podcast music is still my main thing. But as far as doing something purely for entertainment, mm-hmm. really into plan
0: You know what I'd rather time. be doing right now, though, Andy playing some video games yeah <laughs> not talking about them
1: that's what i'm gonna do very soon wow probably about 45 minutes if i had to guess i'm uh-huh. gonna it, it is now 4 45 and i ex- expect by about 6 p.m i'm gonna be sitting down in that chair and not getting up until knee 10 deep. 30 or 11 knee <laughs> deep in it
0: well all right. you got anything else
1: i don't hope you get to feeling better buddy i'm sure you will yeah
0: i'm feeling a little better right now Pizza's the cure. And sure it <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>